Welcome to Common Sense Coalition Talk Radio, where you'll find straight talk from people with good old common sense. I trust your opinion. And now, for your host, he's putting sense back into nonsense. Absolute insanity. Well, you can hear me on the radio. Your host, Beth Ann. And I welcome you today to CSC Talk Radio. It is my honor, my privilege, and my pleasure to be here with you today. We're going to go straight to the Lord in prayer. There's a lot to talk about. We've got Daniel with us today. We always love it when he's here. For such a time as this, most gracious Heavenly Father, we praise you. And we thank you for all the many blessings that you have given us. May we be good and wise stewards of those blessings, Father. We thank you for your love, your grace, and your mercy. Oh, your mercy. And Father, for your nature of forgiveness, that you are always willing with open arms to have your children come home. We are children of the King, and we should start acting like it. We should share your love with all those around us and be peacemakers but be those who follow the laws of you Father I ask that you'll bless this hour may we have a little fun may we educate a lot and learn a lot for such a time as this we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, today, which I didn't know till I don't know, 30, 40 minutes ago, is National Farmer's Day. And it's, this is a quote. A farmer is a species that works daylight to dark and pays 41 different taxes over and over and over. The author is unknown to that quote, but I'm pretty sure he must have been a farmer. <laughs> National Farmers Day offers much deserved praise for the hand-working farmers across this nation in the midst of a harvest season. If you're in rural America, you know what's going on, and it's exciting. The days they pay tribute to the, the men and the women and the families who put food in the grocery stores and on our tables every day. National Farmer's Day was previously known as Old Farmer's Day. I'm kind of glad they changed that. (laughs) From very early in American culture, farmers set an example with their endless hard work. Not only do they provide a nation with the food we eat, but they also contribute to our economy in numerous ways. Before seeds even find their way into the ground, farmers supply a stream of jobs from manufacturing, marketing, tourism, farmers keep small and large communities going strong. This is what I've said for a long time. Rural America is the foundation of all America. Additional products in areas that rely on agriculture, leather, apparel, restaurants, beverages, textiles, trucking, railroad, forestry, pharmaceuticals, and transportation. And what a mel of a hess we'll be in if the government ever becomes the farmer for America. Think about that a little bit. 
Ed Martin this morning. Now, obviously, we're going to have uh, Daniel Turner with us, and uh, farmers can't do it without the power. They can't do it without the fuel and the power. Voters are, Ed Martin from Phyllis Lafley's Eagle said, voters are tired of empty promises from Washington. The two biggest topics for Republicans to focus on right now, in his opinion, are election integrity and migration, immigration. Excuse me. He says, I believe the litmus test for candidates in the coming election will be whether or not they are willing to stand strong on these issues. While I do agree with Ed, there is much more at stake here. This administration has been working diligently, not incompetently. I believe it's been purposefully to destroy all independence in America. With their plan, while being rich with our own energy, we are now already begging other countries for help. It might be a cold winter, people. The empty promises of D.C. occupiers have brought to us higher fuel costs. And, well, as empty store shelves. What's left for our American people? Empty pockets. Empty promises, empty shelves, empty pockets. They say the planet is getting warmer, but with the Dems and the rhinos leading the charge to save the planet, it's going to be a mighty cold and expensive winter. Better go back to practicing layering. And lots of throw blankets, like... The days of Jimmy Carter. Do you remember that? Yet this is much more serious, I do believe. Our planet is not in danger, but America is. So, let me advise. Don't let the shortages of food necessary and the necessary items panic you into hoarding. Wait until I have my shelves stocked and then you can proceed. <laughs> no selfishness there. No selfishness. The voices in D.C. are less than music to our ears. It is also national. It is also today, as well as National Farmers Day, it is National Free Thought Day. And I'm pretty sure the left are going to cancel that one. So before they get it done, we're going to bring on our free thought hero, Daniel Turner of Power of the Future. Daniel, how are you doing today? Oh, Beth Ann, I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me on. And, and a big shout-out to all of your wonderful farmer listeners who are who are tuning in right now. And God bless them and their farms and their work for our country and for our, our national security. We love our farmers. Yes, we do. And you became one. <laughs> You're doing a little of that farming on your own. And I, I'm just so proud of you. Just so proud of you. Thank you. I became a very bad one, so I have a good, <laughs> I have an even more respect for what they do because it is it is not easy and it is not uh and and it requires a lot of work, a lot of time, a lot of discipline, and uh, a lot of persistence because every day there's something to do. <laughs> so great from daylight to dark. <laughs> yeah. They are an amazing people. You know, I was a city girl, and I came down to the country, and they are an amazing people. We lost a, a classmate of ours and went to a, a visitation last evening, and most of those folks there are farmers. And uh, it's just a different atmosphere when you're hanging out with them. I mean, it's just it, it's very comforting. Good people. Good people. Yeah, and, and, and there is something very... Um very personally gratifying to 
grow your own food to to whether it's a vegetable, whether it's an animal. Um, the other day we processed uh, about twenty uh, uh, chickens. We had too many roosters. They got a little big. They got too big that they were starting to fight each other, but they were big enough to uh, process is the nice way to say it. And and I'm not gonna lie, it's gross. It's not fun. It, it is, is gross. not. Uh, it, it, it's a gross process, but, you know, when everyone was done and I put each one in its own little bag and a good farmer friend told me to leave them in the fridge for at least 24 hours because of rigor mortis, which is not something I like to think about when I think about my food, um, don't put them straight in the freezer. you got to let them calm down uh, in the fridge first. <laughs> but when all was said and done, I have 20 of my own chickens in their own individual vacuum-sealed bags and deep freeze something remotely very, very great, like deeply satisfying about it. And, and you're and a cook, so you know what to do with them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you told me you love to cook, so you know what to do with them. Yeah, they, uh, I remember my, uh, uh, well, I was telling Rudy, I don't know what we were talking about this morning, but I told him we're not spring chickens anymore. And uh, he said, well, what are we? I said, well, we're probably those old hens that they like to boil and put with noodles. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, man. You know, there's yeah. a there's an amazing statistic which which um I'll get to after the break if that's okay. <laughs> I hear the music. Yeah, we'll we'll have you come back with statistics and we'll get we'll get down to the nitty gritty here, folks. We're having some fun. But a, a good shout out to all the farmers who are listening and all those of you who are even hobby farmers because it is hard work and you're doing a good thing for your family. You're listening to CSE Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann, and we'll be right back. Liberty Tabletop brings liberty to your table. For those of you who want to display your patriot heart, set your table with liberty. The new patriotic flatware pattern by Liberty Tabletop. Your dining table sets the mood for the American family and the American dream. Liberty honors our fallen heroes, the Liberty Bell. We the people with stars and stripes are American Eagle and the Statue of Liberty. Each piece of the Liberty Flatware pattern is an art with elegance, high-quality work, and high-quality 1810 stainless American steel. Each piece is unique while conveying the same patriotic message, Liberty for all and we love America. Order your set now and a set as a gift for a special patriot in your life. Liberty Tabletop brings Liberty home to your table. Use the promo code BETHANN and receive a discount. LibertyTabletop.com or call them 844-386-2338. You can look for the silver lining or you can strengthen your portfolio with gold and silver. Optimism is planning for your own financial future. Melody Cedarstrom of Discount Gold and Silver Trading has been watching our economy and the banksters for well over 20 years. 
The U.S. has an unsustainable debt. And while the timing of a collapse cannot be predicted, we know the proverbial straw that breaks the camel's back weighs heavier and heavier with each new stimulus and omnibus bill. Because of our debt and the lack of solid backing, those fiat dollars in your pocket continue to deflate in value. However, gold stays true, true wealth. Give Melody Cedarstrom a call at 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Discount gold and silver trading for all your precious metal needs. And join Melody weekday afternoons at 4 p.m. Eastern Time on Financial Survival Radio. Visit DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com. Daniel Turner, founder and executive director of Power the Future, agrees that America is blessed with an abundance of reliable energy sources. Our natural resources are the lifeblood of our nation and have made our nation prosperous. Rural America is the heart of production in this nation, our food, manufacturing, trucking, and yes, our energy. Power the Future promotes jobs in rural America, specifically our energy jobs. These jobs are all under attack. Wealthy radicals like Tom Stiers and George Soros promise to break the nation's energy independence. Their beloved Green New Deal attacks all that is good in this nation. Our food, our land, our jobs, our families, and of course, our gassy cows. Power the Future is fighting for you, rural America. Join them. Visit PowerTheFuture.com. See the latest news and donate to those who are fighting for you. PowerTheFuture.com. Power the Future is fighting to keep America's lights on. We have returned. You're listening to CSC Talk Radio. We've been having fun here at the break, Daniel. And by the way, one of my main listeners that follows us on on Facebook, Facebook, he called you Dan the Man. So now you know. <laughs> He's from Maine, and he says Dan the Man. They're all saying good morning to you. Uh, you know, as a city girl, moved to the country, so I was kind of sharing some uh, some Green Acre stories with Rudy during the break. <laughs> So I'm right there with you, buddy. I'm right there with you. Only I never did have to process the chickens. <laughs> so. And it's a good skill for for people to learn how to do, right? Absolutely. I think everyone needs storage. to learn how to do a little bit of farming. Absolutely, and 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 where their food comes from. But um, but what I was going to say before the break was there's a, a really interesting statistic I think which says a lot about just progress. Uh, and in the year 1900, more than half of this country was employed in farming. And here we are uh, 120 years after that, and that number hovers around 5%. And yet we produce so much more food than, than we did in the year 1900. And it says a lot about, obviously, fossil fuels, which I love. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. It says a lot about production. And, and just improved technologies and mechanization, right? Because we, in 1900, we were still using horses and, and oxen, and, and now we're using machinery. Um, and and we, we produce so much more with so much less um, that it really is a remarkable sign of just the American spirit and, and the spirit of mankind in general, but especially here in America when you give people the freedom to, to make better decisions, to innovate, to grow. Um, there's a reason why 
the Internet was discovered in America and pioneered here. And there's a reason why television and, and, and so many, and, and the steam engine and so many technologies that we come to take for granted, they didn't start here because we're better than the rest of the world or smarter than the rest of the world. They started here because we're freer than the rest of the world. And free people will always become a better people. The Biden administration doesn't, they don't see this. And that's truly, truly a sad loss for them but a very scary prospect for the future of our country. It is scary. Um, you know, I, I am, and I've shared that with you before, my listeners, too. I am very worried. Uh, but I'm going to keep fighting, and I know you are, too. I don't think we have much choice. Either that or lay down and submit, and I'm not, I'm not the kind of person that does that. <laughs> no. No, and neither are your listeners, and that's why we love them. Amen. They are good people. You know, um, I was reading on your website about what's going on in Alaska, or what almost took place in Alaska, and I was going to have you share that with my listeners. Um, it was just a brand new article, and I guess I left that on my desk, too. I left everything on my desk. Um, but where they stopped uh, uh, China from owning some of what was going on there. Yeah, and, and so I, I am a big fan of the governor um, of, of Alaska, Governor Mike Dunleavy. He does do a very good job protecting his state um, from government overreach. He does a very good job protecting his states from, from huge mandates that come from Washington, D.C. And when I was last in Alaska, I was lucky enough to have a meeting with the governor. And if he did not know, I reminded him, um, President Biden has not been to Alaska in more than a decade, mm. and Vice President Harris have, has never been to Alaska. And so I kind of wanted to inspire him to say, um, at, at what point do you have to stop listening without obviously going into anarchy? At what point do you stop listening to a president who hasn't been to your state in 10 years? Like He doesn't know anything about Alaska. He doesn't know Alaskans. And so... This is along those same lines of Alaska really trying to protect itself um, from from a huge encroachment of, of China, of Chinese investments that are trying to take over significant parts of um, the, the Alaska pipeline, right? And there's a huge effort. Alaska has one major pipeline which brings oil down from the very, very north Prudhoe Bay um, down to a southern port where it gets put on, on cargo ships and shipped around the world. There's a desire to build a second pipeline because of the amount of natural gas that Alaska has. Um, that pipeline's been discussed for a long time. It still hasn't come to fruition. There's a lot of desire to make it happen. Um, and a big Chinese company wanted to invest in it. And I, I thought it was great that, you know, normally people see free money and they just jump on it. Um, but here's a, a case where the governor of Alaska um, – saw Chinese money and said, no, 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 like we're not getting, we're not having any Chinese investment. Um, we don't want any, any Chinese partners in this design. If we do this, Alaska will do it. America will do it. We don't need to be any more in bed with China than we already are. And we are in bed with China. I tell you what, every time I find something and I see these connections uh, with China, um, it's scary. It's it's like who are we anymore? It's, yeah, it's not just the stuff you buy. It's it's what they're doing here. That they actually own land here. That they actually own things here. 
and they have a say in D.C. Yeah, they do, and and that's a huge problem I have. Um, and this is where I am not a libertarian, and I have no I, I, they're wonderful people, but this is where my philosophy, my political beliefs differ. Um, and I'm, I guess I'm not even at certain points definitely not a Republican because there are desires to say that that we shouldn't allow Chinese nationals to buy uh, Smithfield Farms, for example, oh, one of the oh, biggest pork producers in the nation. It was horrible. It's a horrible yeah. decision. And the libertarian market Koch brother people would say, no, we have to. Well, this is good overall, but it's not when your enemy is allowed to buy your vital national interests. And and I guess, would it be different if, if it was a U.K. firm? Yeah, it would. And people may say, well, that's racist or that's offensive or that's but that's reality. I wouldn't mind. I mean, I wouldn't want to see a British firm buy it either. I wish it was always held in American hands. But if it was an Australian company that wanted to buy it, these are our partners and our allies. But China's our enemy, and we can't allow our agricultural sector, or in the case like I just talked about, our energy sector, or any part of our economy to be owned by Chinese nationals. Um, because there are enemies. And even those who live in America, who have American, maybe even green card or citizenship, um, the number of Chinese billionaires who disappear because ultimately the Chinese government will recall them and take them back. Um, just have to look at the case of Jack Ma, one of the richest people in the world, uh, um, the equivalent of, of the Jeff Bezos, but of, of, of China. His company is called Alibaba, which is like Amazon. Mm. Disappeared for weeks on end. Got too outspoken, got too vocal, argued about what China was doing in terms of freedom. Again, American educated, American enculturated, but Chinese. China got a hold of him. China put him through whatever their camps were. Jack Ma is now absolutely silent and there are actors and actresses and authors and scholars who regularly disappear when they when China wants to clamp down on them. So no, no Chinese national should be able to own part of our industry because the Chinese government will eventually come and take them away and then what happens to that industry and what happens to American sovereignty? Do you think, and this is why maybe off the topic, except that it's, I'm talking about China, I had heard before the elections last year um, that, uh, in fact, I saw him, and I can't find him now. There was a Chinese uh, uh, whistleblower, and he was blowing the whistle on China and Congress, particularly the Democrats, that I think they have something on them, on lots of different folks in D.C. Yeah. And uh, that this whistleblower said that they had told, China had told the Democrats, you better not let Trump win. Do you think that they um, got something on them, or do you think that they're just afraid of them, or are they just in bed with them, and it's all about greed and power? Um, you know, I, I think just, it's all about greed and power. I think a lot of them own Chinese stocks. A lot of them are invested yes. in Chinese companies. Um, they have Chinese mineral rights, Chinese coal companies, and every time America punishes itself, these companies do a little bit better. Yeah, <laughs> and I do think there's a there's a false ideology to say, well, yeah, we don't want to do that in America because we think it's polluting. 
But I don't care if they do it in China because I don't have to see the pollution. And then you try to say, well, isn't pollution global? Well, then obviously it's not. If you can if you can dig for coal in China, but you can't dig for coal in America, then there is no global climate price crisis, right? Um, the difference is that I make money in China when they dig. So let's allow them to dig in China. And then That's I look like thought. a good guy here. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can exactly. talk all the clean air and clean this and that fuel and energy and uh, get away with it. But that's where exactly. others come into exposing them. And uh, I, I think you're absolutely right. It's the connections of money and power and greed. And it's just, it's breaking the American people. We are not number one in their eyes. I hear the music. We're headed into a break. You're listening to CSC Talk Radio with Daniel Turner of Power of the Future. He's a sponsor of the show. Without him, we wouldn't be there. And we'll be right back. We have returned to listening to CSC Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann with Daniel Turner of Power of the Future. Daniel, I'm just going to kind of let you take it over here. You know, we talked about your article that was in the um, on your webpage. You just go to powerofthefuture.com, my friends, or you can go to my website, which is csctalkradio.com. Just click on the icon, the one that has the lightning bolt on it, powerofthefuture.com. I don't know what else is going on. I'll tell you, all we hear is a bunch of rhetoric in D.C. And even the the news shows at night, it's all the same stuff. But they're not really talking about the nitty-gritty that we need to talk about. Yeah. Yeah, and, and there's a lot of nitty-gritty because people, I'm sure, are, are looking around and they're saying, you know, electricity prices, gas prices are exploding. Uh, food mm-hmm. shortages are happening, and they're scratching their heads and saying, "Well, what what the heck is going wrong?" Right? Like this is not this is not our normal day to day life as Americans, and and something has caused these disruptions. Something has caused this chaos. And the answer is absolutely. This is all very much caused by this administration. And I love a phrase that you just said earlier, Bethann, in the in the beginning of the show is. Um, you said it is not incompetence. Like they are genuinely competent. This is this is their del- their deliberate outcome. It's purpose. It's um, purposefully absolutely. Being done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's no way is. they didn't and, and know that opening these borders and flooding us. There's no way they didn't know that if they shut down the pipeline that we were going to go bad without fuel. There's no way they didn't know these things. Yeah. And so the question is, well, well, then why do you? Why would they do this? Um, why would why would they willfully inflict this pain on the American people? And the answer is because this is what big government communists and socialists have always done. Um, the only answer that people will ultimately have when things get so bad is they will turn to government and say, help us. When the stores are empty, they will say they will not know where else to go. Um, because they will create a sense of desperation. Um, and then the, the government will step up to the plate, and government will be then the provider. And that is what they want. I, again, and, and, and when we said this years ago, people would laugh and, oh, my gosh, you sound so crazy and blah, blah, blah. 
but but when Hugo Chavez came to power more than 20 years ago, he did not come as a man who was hell-bent on destroying the most prosperous country in South America. He came as a man who was going to bring equality and, and equity and <laughs> justice. Exactly. I love that word, too, because it means whatever you want. Um, except Christ never used the word equity, which is kind of interesting. But that's another conversation for religion. Uh, Careful now. Exactly. <laughs> they're, they're trying to cancel it, you know, except for when Pelosi goes and, and bows before the Pope. But <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> that's crazy. And I am sure when Hugo Chavez put these things in place, like Bernie Sanders, he maybe thought, like, I, I will be bringing about the great uh, uh, leveling of the playing field and all people will be equal. But, but human nature has showed us that that's not how systems work, right? A big government demanding equality does not bring equality. It brings, it brings misery. What does bring equality is a free people fighting for their own. Now, sadly, in that system, some people get left aside, and they need to be given some help. Now, I'm not saying we, we but they, and that's where we normally have had churches. Uh, people have even argued maybe we do need some sort of a social safety net for those who are left behind. But in the long run, the vast majority of the people do better off. Look at Venezuela where they are now. More than half the people live in in in, in uh, extreme poverty. That's unbelievable. That's in 20 years from the most prosperous country in in South America to more than half the population living in extreme poverty. And a lot of those people are making the trek up to America. And you can't blame them. You can blame the administration for letting them in, but you can't. Blame them for wanting a better life. I would want a better life, too, especially if just 20 years ago I went to the grocery store and I had a school that had supplies and we even took vacation and bought a cabin on the lake in somewhere in Venezuela. If you saw all that disappear in your livelihood, you in your life, you, too, would look to change your, your, your outcomes. And that is sadly what this administration is doing. They, they are trying to bring this great equality, the level playing field where we're all equal. But what they're doing as a consequence is making it worse. They're making, they're bringing absolute misery to the American people. But that's how the left has always seen the world. If you could sit down with the chairman now and, and have him explain was the, the starvation of a hundred million of your people worth it for the great leap forward, he would nod his head and say yes. And you know, he would nod his head and say yes. They all do. They all think people are expendable for their great political cause. I had a couple that wrote books. They're twins, actually, Kennedy twins. And they wrote a book called Punish with Poverty. And it was actually talking about what happened to the South back in the days of the Civil War and after that, and that they were punished with poverty, all racist. And I see that happening again, and I don't want to talk about the Civil War, that's a different thing, but they're punishing us now. They're punishing the American people for daring to to veer away from this uh, monopoly of these two parties and the Democrat Party that wants to go full-on socialism, big government, 
and uh, dare they. I have, you know, we've talked about before, they call it the uh, temple of democracy. Well, I had another one here. Yeah, I'm really fumbling through my papers today. But it was um, from American Greatness, Julie uh, Kelly, I think uh, is her name. And uh, she had written something, and it Again, it was it was talking about um, the January 6th, and they were going back and talking about the mourning, as in mourning the death of. It's after the joint session reconvened later that evening, Senator Richard Durbin of Illinois mourned how this sacred place was desecrated by a mob today on our watch. And this temple of democracy was defiled by thugs who roamed the halls. You know, this house that was the house of the people, the people's house, is now the political elite's temple. And we're not allowed to even question what they do. And here they are punishing the American people, all of us, because we didn't want to do things their way. But this is what they've wanted all along, is to have complete, full power. You know, they've played this little game with the Republicans and Democrats off and on, and we still have some of the Republicans that are falling into the Democrat society, <laughs> wanting all this full power. They're more uh, warmongers, and they're perfectly okay with getting in bed with China and anybody else that fills their pockets. And it doesn't matter what happens to the American people. We'll be looking for a lump of coal to burn this Christmas. Yeah. And, and you know, maybe one of the, 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 the rare times I may agree with Bernie Sanders, um, although we would, we would agree, I guess, on the principle and not on, on the method. But when he talks a lot about money in politics, money in politics, and how we, how, how we have to get out, money in politics, I, I, I agree with that. I just don't know, and I'll be honest, I don't know the best way to do it, mm. but, but our Congress does not care about legislating. They just care about getting reelected, and whether they get money from uh, foreign nationals funneled through different organizations, they will get money somehow to get reelected, so much so that Congress, oh, and to break, think about this, Congress exempted itself from Biden's vaccine mandate. So there you go, Beth Ann. If Congress doesn't have to do it, then neither should the American people. Well, and now what are we going to do? We can't fly anywhere. No, no, Southwest. Let's talk about some of that when we come back, because all of this is affecting every part of the American people's lives. You're listening to CSC Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann, and we'll be right back.
as a business owner, when was the last time you asked yourself if you have the right commercial insurance coverage? You need business insurance to protect everything you're building. One disaster without the right insurance could hurt your business, and larger deals you're trying to close may require that you have it. We recommend CoverWallet for all your business insurance needs. In just two minutes, with their award-winning technology, they can offer you free competitive quotes from top insurance carriers nationwide. CoverWallet has helped tens of thousands of businesses, startups, restaurants, truckers, construction companies, landscaping companies, beauty salons, consultants, and they can help you. No business is too big or too small. And it's a free call to find out. Protect your business. Get the right insurance for your business. Call CoverWallet right now. 800-220-7612. 800-220-7612. That's 800-220-7612. Hear ye, hear ye. Now is the time for all good Americans to come to the aid of their country. For the past several months, I've been sharing with you a newsletter, Voice of the Patriot. Like Thomas Paine's Common Sense, circulate and share these newsletters with freedom-loving Americans, friends, neighbors, family. Beginning with Voice of the Patriot newsletter number six, Start sharing with your elected officials. We must take steps to restore our republic. As nightfall does not come at once, neither does oppression. In both instances, there's a twilight where everything remains seemingly unchanged. And it is in such twilight that we must be aware of change in the air, however slight, lest we become unwitting victims of the darkness, tyranny. We're burning daylight, America. Tomorrow might be too late. Request your copy of Voice of the Patriot today. Send a self-addressed stamped envelope to CSE Talk Radio, Post Office Box 73, California, Missouri, 65018. Hi, this is Beth Ann. The inventor and CEO of MyPillow is always looking for ways to solve everyday problems. Have you ever picked up a towel set because it felt so soft in the store, but then when you got it home and tried to use it, it wasn't absorbent at all? That's why MyPillow has developed the MyPillow towels. Towels that work. I know, it's mind-blowing. Towels that actually will dry you. They're debuting the MyPillow six-piece towel set that includes two bath towels, two hand towels, and two washcloths. They come in a variety of colors, and right now you can buy one and get one free with the promo code BETHAN. Go to MyPillow.com now and click on the Radio Listener Special. MyPillow products come with a 10-year warranty with their 60-day money-back guarantee. To get your buy one, get one free MyPillow towel set, go to MyPillow.com, click on the Radio Listener Special, and enter promo code BETHAN, or call at 1-800-978-6168. That's MyPillow.com, and the promo code is Bethann. The old way of living with diabetes is a pain. You've got to remember to do your testing, and you always need to be sticking your fingers. The new way to live your life with diabetes is with a continuous glucose monitor. You simply apply a discreet, easy-to-use sensor on your body, and it continuously monitors your glucose levels, helping you spend more time in range and freeing you from painful finger pricks. If you test your blood sugar at least four times per day and inject insulin at least three times per day or use an insulin pump and have private insurance or Medicare, you might be eligible for a CGM with little or no cost to you. 
Call U.S. Medical Supply today for a free benefits check. We offer free shipping, 90-day supplies, and we bill Medicare or your insurance directly. Call now and say goodbye to finger pricks. 800 418 5778. That's 800 418 5778. And we have returned to listen to CSC Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann with Daniel Turner. We've been, you know, Daniel, if they just let us take over, I think we could solve everything. <laughs> and then take a vacation. What do you think? <laughs> I agree. You know, oh. there's, a, there's a great quote from our beloved, may he rest in peace, Ronald Reagan, and I'm going to butcher it. And I know your listeners who are smarter than I am know the exact quote. But he said something to the effect of the, the decisions we need to make are not complex or complicated. They're just hard, right? And and that's where we are. What we don't need is a genius. We don't need what what is facing America is not some highly theoretic or academic problem that we can't figure out. It just requires someone with a backbone to get it done. And that's really what's the problem with America right now. People are just either afraid, they're browbeaten, they're lazy to a large extent, and, and all we just need is someone with a backbone. We've never had to um, really work very hard to get what we want. You know, the old commercial with the so much stuff, and then they put it all in these tubs, and then they need more stuff because they need more tubs. I mean, they just keep gathering stuff. And um, we have a lot of trinkets in America. But do we have a lot of know-how? You know, you said something earlier in the show, and I'm thinking, will Americans really come to that? Are Americans independent enough that they're going to figure out how to survive? You know? I mean, you're a city boy, and you wanted to learn how to farm, and you've been doing it. You've been doing just enough to help help you and those around you. You know what? Why isn't why aren't there other people doing that? And maybe there are. I know I've got some boys that <laughs> that want to they want to raise their own garden and and put up their own food, and and uh, you know America needs to be doing that. Then we wouldn't have to worry about those shelves being empty. Yeah. Yeah, we, we are a nation of survivors, but, but it's going to get, I think it will unfortunately have to get a lot worse before people are, are in action because the the problems that this administration is making, they are the institutional problems, right? The idea of, yeah. I'm going to start my own business because I make wonderful X, and I could probably sell them in a store, whether it's cookies or sheet metal, it doesn't matter uh, if you can't get energy for your storefront, if you can't get a loan from the bank because they have discovered in the past that you've given to the wrong candidates and the banks will not give to you. And those are the types of institutional changes this administration wants to make. And and so I, I, I think we are a nation of survivors, but because of that, this is the type of incremental uh, encroachment on our liberties that Biden administration wants to do because, again, they want to be in charge of everything. They want to be in charge of your schools. That's why the FBI is going after parents, not because oh, yeah. they're a threat. 
They don't want you telling the schools what to teach. They want to Karen, tell the schools what to teach. You don't have any right to know what we're teaching your children. Hmm. Takes a village. I think that's what Hillary said. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, some 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 twenty years ago, and I guess if the village elder had had the wrong leader, then that village was in bad shape, <laughs> and and that's that's sadly where we are right now. Um, we've got bad people in power, and the administration. Um, he's got a lot of former Obama flunkies who are in charge of all of these agencies. Look, we have a mayor, a, a secretary of transportation, who, whose job does require the management of all of our ports which are backed up months in advance. I'm not saying he's necessarily at fault, but he has no idea how to fix it. And the reason why is because he's a silly, foolish little politician boy. Who's yeah, he's, yeah he's a pretty who, boy. And I don't even yeah. think he's that pretty, but, you know, that's what he sees himself as, is a pretty boy. Exactly. <laughs> and during his confirmation hearings, he said one of his qualifications was that he used at the airport. And everyone chuckled and laughed and said, oh, my gosh, that's so cute. And no one said, well, wait a second. This is not a joke. I mean, if it is a joke, then we need to eliminate it. But if the Department of Transportation is serious, then we need serious people in charge of it. But he doesn't know anything about transportation because he's a little silly politician. And Jennifer Granholm, who's the Secretary of Energy, doesn't know a darn thing about energy. She was a governor and the reason she was governor is because before that she was a trial attorney and she made a lot of money, but she's in charge of energy. And and you could go down the line, HHS, um, uh, Becerra is his name, uh, Javier Becerra, he's not a doctor. He's also a trial attorney who was a, po- a silly little politician for 30 years, and he's in charge of our Medicare and Medicaid and FDA and all these things. Wow. We've got an, uh, an administration full of silly little politics, but what they do know is they do know the agenda, and that is why they were qualified for their jobs. They know how to implement an agenda that makes government big, powerful, intrusive, and that silences anybody who opposes the government. So right now, we're losing pilots, we're losing doctors, we're losing nurses, we're losing air traffic controllers, we're losing firefighters, and we're losing police. We're losing people in in uh, emergency situations that need to be there to keep this country going, to keep this country healthy. We sang their praises last year, and this year mm-hmm. we're condemning them. Mm-hmm. Um, all because they won't do what the government tells them to do. And everybody exactly. says, well, it's just a vaccine. Well, it's not just a vaccine. It's not. It's much, much more than that. And um, so I don't know what's said, you know, in the next couple of weeks. If if uh, if that's going on in Southwest, is it going to happen in one of the other airlines? You know? Yeah. I, I think our, our mission for the next, uh, in the short term, meaning the next year, is we really, really have to focus on our local elections. Many states, uh, 17 or so states, elect their governor um, next year. Mm-hmm. Who will be nominating as governor? Because the governors have the authority to take back a lot of power from Washington, D.C. Oh, yeah, look like the Mike Dunleavy. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah you know, Mike. 
get involved in your gubernatorial race and, and who is your elected official and your school board officials. And if you've got that mom on the block who doesn't want to run and she's like, I don't want to run, but you need to nominate good people to get the bad ones out, you got to support that mom. And if, and if someone does say, you know what, this is my duty, i got to run, then we have to go to their bake sales and their lectures and hang up signs and because that's how we start to change the tide, local power held by the right people, and that is us. We are the American people. We are the American majority, and we need to take back power, and we can do it with little tiny steps like that. It's hard, like I said, that quoting Reagan, but it is not complicated. It is not complex. It's just hard. But your listeners, it's the hard workers, Beth Ann, because they're farmers, a lot of them. They know how to get the job done. But it is a sacrifice to stop and make a phone call or to write a letter or to sign a letter and get it in the mail. I mean, it is. They are busy. But you said something. You know, I know it takes money. But Trump ran and became president on less money than anybody else. It's not just money. It's the message, and it's the hard work to get there. Our founding fathers... They did it with next to nothing and created this independent world here that's called America. And we have got to do it. You work hard, and I just love what you do, and I thank you for everything that you do. And I hear the music. We're running out of time. Thank you, Daniel, for being with us today and helping us to bring America home. The spirit of the American West is live and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues affecting the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like the 2021 Real Buckaroo Calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com Well, my mom smokes and my dad smokes and I saw them smoking, so I tried it. They're telling me not to smoke, but they smoke themselves. When it comes to smoking, are you sending mixed signals? But when you teach someone a certain way to do things and you go back on that certain way, it sends mixed signals to the person that they're trying to teach. The parents need to be the example. Smoking. If you think you're old enough to start, you're smart enough to stop. A public service message from this station and the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Imagine a school where faith and integrity are at its center, where heritage and responsibility instill character, where educating both hearts and minds brings about academic excellence. There is a school in American Fork where character and embracing the providence of a living God are fundamental, where students' national test scores average near the 90th percentile, Based on LDS principles and a love of country, now in our 39th year, American Heritage School is accepting fall enrollment for kindergarten through high school. What would you do for your child? Give them an education that will prepare them for life. Located east of the temple in American Fork, American Heritage School is a remarkable and affordable alternative. Visit us. Find us online or in the yellow pages, American Heritage School in American Fork.